Holy cow, what I get myself into? Let's talk about it. So I got a new job. I'm selling cars and it's the most miserable job I've ever had in my life. And I love it. Let's talk about why. I'll tell you what, what an introduction, right? Here I am, I'm, I'm talking about, I got a new job, and I tell you, I hate that job. And the first question most people would ask me is, well, why are you doing it then? That's what we're going to talk about today, because as it turns out, what most people don't realize, what you may not realize, is that discomfort is the key to success. And part of the reason most people don't move forward in their life and actually look back and say, wow, that sucked, but now we're here and continue to grow isn't because they don't have the ability to. It's because they don't have the endurance for the discomfort it takes to get it done, right? I'm working at Carville's Auto Mart in Grand Junction, Colorado. I'm doing 60 hours a week right now, probably 60 plus hours a week. It is the most grueling difficult job I've ever done and the reason it is because I don't feel like I'm very good at it I show up here every day and I'm like yeah podcast wow that's just nothing you sit down you turn the mic on you configure the files and there you go it's easy think about anything in your life that you've ever accomplished started out being difficult you wanted to quit whether it's going to the gym whether it's starting a new job whether it's going back to school or doing something like that you want to quit you want to run from that discomfort because of that fact but we're going to talk about why that's so important why it's so important to add discomfort to your life on a regular basis because that is the key to success let's do this all right, so here I am. Let's talk about this. So here I am. I'm 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 in a in a, in a completely uncomfortable environment. It's completely out of my comfort zone, right? I like people. I talk to people all the time. I don't have any problem talking to people. Where the discomfort comes in is in the segment of people that I'm currently hanging out with. I just turned 61 years old, and the the oldest person in the dealership right now, as far as salesmen go, is about I think about 40. And even the 40-year-olds are having trouble mixing in and, and kind of mingling with the younger crowd because everyone else is in their early 20s, mid-20s, maybe early 30s, right? So the first thing I'm having to adjust to and the first source of discomfort for me is the fact that I'm like, well, this is weird. You know, for the most part, there's people that I've worked with for like three weeks now that haven't had more than a handful of words to say to me. It isn't a casual conversation. It's like I'm the alien in the room, right? Which is a place I've never actually, I've never actually been in my life. Even when I worked in the federal prison, I never felt that kind of discomfort, right? So there you go. There's the first point of discomfort. Why would I continue in an environment like that, given the fact that I have a full retirement? I don't owe anybody any money. We're doing just fine without it. What would bring me to that point? Now, this is where you need to pay attention because I'm uncomfortable because I don't understand the situation. And more than that, I'm uncomfortable because I haven't established a strategy for dealing with the situation in a way that makes me successful in spite of it. If you're discom- if you're uncomfortable, if it doesn't feel good to be where you're at, what is the thing that you want to do most? You want to escape that discomfort. And you can do that in one of two ways. You can either stop that activity completely, escape it completely, don't attempt to do what you're doing, Or you can settle into it, understand it, endure it long enough to find a way where you find your own level of comfort, where your performance is elevated to the point that everything that's going around you 
doesn't matter anymore. And if you know me, you understand that I am not going to run from this. And it's only because once I start something, I set my mind to something, I go to it because I just, there's just so much value in it. Not only financial value, but just simply the fact that I'm facing this mountain and from everything I'm getting from the people around me, I'm being told, you can't do this. You don't belong here. Don't tell me that. So what am I going to do? Well, I've spent the last two and a half weeks evaluating, watching what everyone else is doing, keeping my mouth kind of shut, asking questions, because I'm trying to formulate a strategy that allows me to escape the discomfort. And in a dealership, how do you escape discomfort? You sell more cars than everyone else. And then you're not uncomfortable. Everyone else becomes uncomfortable because you become the mark that they're wanting to reach. But what, do you, what does that actually look like? And how can you apply that to your life? Let's go ahead and take the, break this down and we'll get you started on this path to being able to jump into a situation that you don't want to be in and turn it into a situation that you truly love. All right, so I'm thinking about this plan, and I'm thinking about uh, the young people. They don't talk to me. I'm not accepted. And I don't know if that's a culture that's just directly related to car sales or if it's just in sales in general, or maybe it's just the world as it is today where young people just don't have anything to do with people my age because apparently I don't have any value. Whatever that situation is, the first thing that you have to do if you want to achieve success in your life and to overcome the fear of being uncomfortable is to define the purpose. Why are you there? In my case, I'm there for a couple of reasons. I'm there because, number one, well, it started out because I wanted to make money. I want to make a lot of money, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I like, I, I mean, it's a challenge for me. Do I need it? No, it'll probably sit in the bank like the rest of the money we have, but the point is I want to make money and I and more than that I want to be successful at something that I have never been successful at so in that the first thing you have to do in order to overcome that fear of discomfort is for you to establish a reason that's good enough to make you want to push through the pain of learning how to do something of sucking at something of enduring the disrespect and the other elements that are out of your control in order for you to master that thing that you're pursuing right that brings you to that level of endurance where you can accept it how do you do that well in my case it started out with me having this idea i wanted to be a salesman and glamorizing it in my head and of course it's the second rule of success as far as i'm concerned and that is i built a great story around it i said all right i'm going to be this great salesman i'm going to make oodles of money everyone's going to look up to me i'm going to be like junior grant cordone if you don't know who he is he's an amazing he's an amazing teacher and instructor but he's more than that he actually is a really great salesman got all kinds of books he's highly motivated right so his this is my model for myself the cool part about it is once I jumped in, I realized the resistance that I got and the lack of support that I get from all of my coworkers. These 20-somethings, these kids, these young people that are half my age, they're looking at me and they're like, ah, some of them are actually going, ah, you suck, right? You know, you can't do this, old man. Get out of my way, right? Don't push me out of the way. Don't, don't, don't pull, come at me like that because... The second source of motivation for me to want to stay in this uncomfortable place is to prove not only to myself, but those people who don't believe that it's possible that I can take where I am right now and I can jump it up to the next level. I can take it to the top of this game. Now, this is where the issue comes in because I've been doing this a long time. 
And one of the things I'm really good at is to evaluate where I am and the path it takes. If you're sitting in a place where you are and you're uncomfortable, what's the first thing you need to do? You need to evaluate a plan of action or steps you can take to alleviate that discomfort. Part of my discomfort is the fact that I don't have 300,000 people knocking on my door wanting to buy cars, wanting to talk to me. Part of my problem is I'm still learning the process of the paperwork and how to negotiate these things. And there's all these little nuances of what it takes to sell a car and procedural things, right? So how do I alleviate that discomfort and how do I become successful at it? I pick one thing and I examine it. And every time I make a mistake, I review what I've done and I develop a strategy and take action to avoid repeating those mistakes. See, here's the thing. The last thing anyone wants to do, and this isn't mine, this come from, comes from Grant Cardone, the last thing you want to do is learn from your mistakes. So in order to head that off and to alleviate the discomfort of sitting in the office as your boss tells you, I can't believe you told the customer that. The first thing you need to do is if you can educate yourself before you step into it and while you're working into it so you avoid making mistakes, the quicker your trajectory to the top is going to be. But sit down, pick that point, pick that point of discomfort, generate an attitude of success around that discomfort, and then start moving forward toward that discomfort. And and as you move forward, keep that image of where it's taken you in your mind or the story you've built around that discomfort, and that's going to motivate you to stay in that uncomfortable situation. That's where I am right now. Now, let's talk about the actual aspect of building a strategy and a plan. I'm going to give you some examples here that you can apply in your personal life, in your professional life that are going to help you take your life in any direction you choose. So I hope you'll stick around. There's a concept, and I don't know if anyone has ever mentioned it, but it's called replication. What it is is that we are creatures of habit in so much as we will mirror the activities of the of people around us. That's how we establish our own choices in life, right? So the example is the even the lifestyle that most of us live. That is a replication of what we've been taught, right? And as a result, guess what? We get the same results out of it as the people around us. Your parents bought a house, they have cars, they have a garage full of stuff. You replicate that, you use that as your standard, your model for your own life. And what does your life look like? It looks like your parents. You have cars, you have the house, you have stuff, you have the debt, right? Well, this same replication occurs in every other aspect of your life. So let's take this around to how to be in an uncomfortable situation, how to excel and be successful through discomfort. The example I'm going to use is the car lot, right? So everyone in the dealership does things exactly the same way. And it's, again, it's it's modeling, right? And the, only, and the, the two people at the top of the chain, the people who sell the most vehicles, they are the exception. And what's interesting about this is I'm watching it and I'm seeing this, this ebb and flow and everybody's kind of waiting on the customers to come in and they're trying to, to work this thing and they're trying to make money. The first step to alleviating the discomfort of going after things you're not good at is to take a look at what everyone else is doing and then don't do that. If your actions every day look exactly like the actions of the people around you, guess what you're going to get from that? You're going to get exactly the same outcome as those people around you. If you want to change the outcome, the first thing you have to do is change the process. And this is where relieving the discomfort comes in. I am uncomfortable right now. 
And the reason I'm uncomfortable because I'm not good at what I'm doing because I haven't mastered what I'm doing. But what I do know and what you need to keep in mind is that if you're replicating what the other people around you are doing, you're going to get exactly the same thing. So you got to step beyond that. And that's where it's you got to sit down and you have to take a look at what's going on around you, what people are doing, and then you got to be able to find what they're not doing. As far as car sales go, you know what I see? I see a lot of people standing around waiting for the money to come to them, waiting for people to come to them. And when I say money to come to them, that's why I'm at the dealership. I'm not there to make friends. I'm not there to hang out and talk. I'm committing 10 hours a day to the effort of increasing my bank account. Is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. That's my endeavor. That's my motivation for being there. But when I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, okay, what are they not doing that I can do that will allow me to reach the top, to get up there with those top two salesmen who are actually, I got to give it to them. They don't talk to me very much. And partly it's because why would they? Talking to me, having a conversation with me doesn't generate revenue for them. And in fact, they spend a little bit of time talking to the other salesmen. But you know what their focus is on? Their focus is on following their system to generate revenue. So I'm looking at them, I'm thinking, well, they're not going to share any ideas with me. I have to go after it myself. And here's the ticket. Once you're in that uncomfortable situation, you might as well go ahead and grab a hold of it. Because if you don't grab a hold of it and continue to think forward through your struggle, you will quit. So what's the first step in alleviating that discomfort? Having a big enough prize to go after that you stay focused on that. I mean, I'm not the accepted person in the dealership. I accept that. I'm the guy on the outside. And and the only way I'm going to gain respect, and I may not even then gain respect, is to generate enough revenue to draw enough customers into my, into my pipeline in order for me to reach that top level of performance from the standard that's set by the dealership, right? And right now, that's that's 20 plus cars a month, right? And so some people say, well, you know, I can't sell 20 cars a month. It's really simple math. I have to sell one and a half cars a day in order to make that quota, right? That's my goal. Is it possible? Well, it has to be possible because people do it every day. There's someone who's achieving that level of success. How do I do it? Let's go back to that discomfort thing. I'm uncomfortable. I'm in this zone. I've established in my own mind how it is or why I'm there. And then I do everything I can to alleviate that discomfort. For me, it's to do what other people aren't doing. I'm looking at those other salesmen. They're standing around talking. I don't have time to talk. I'm going to act like the top two salesmen in the dealership. I'm going to keep to myself. I'm going to stay focused on the reason I'm there, and I'm going to create avenues and pathways for me to generate customer leads and to draw people in to talk to me. And the ultimate goal is once I'm successful at that, guess what? I'm going to get uncomfortable again. I'm going to take it to another level simply because success is about being uncomfortable, about facing challenges. And when you're making choices in your life that are driving yourself or your direction forward, you're going to be uncomfortable. That's just the ticket. If you're not uncomfortable right now, if you don't wake up at night sometimes thinking, God, this sucks. How do I do this? You're probably not going anywhere and you're probably not elevating any aspect of your life. Let's talk about picking it, going after it and achieving it. I said in the beginning of the podcast that I was, uh, I think about quitting about five times a day, right? I'm thinking, I suck at this. 
But the reality is I built a story around it that makes it makes me just I wake up every day and I'm thinking, okay, what about that? Well, that didn't work. What about this? Well, that did this didn't work. Well, this did work. Let's do this. What are they not doing? Here's my strategy from being successful in the car in car industry. And this is an example of how you can be successful in your life. When I say take a look at what everyone else is doing and then don't do that, what I mean is I'm watching salesmen stand around and instead of getting on the phones, instead of sending out emails, instead of uh, doing follow-up and checking the former customers and writing personal letters and doing all this stuff to continue to keep my their presence out there in the public, you know what they're doing? They're standing there staring out the window at the horizon waiting for customers to come in. Uh, to the contrary, I just ordered me a, a wireless headphone a headset that works with my phone. So basically, I can walk around that dealership, anywhere in that dealership, and when the phone rings, I can hit that button and pick it up before anyone else. Why is that important? Well, because when phone when the phone rings and you pick it up and it's a customer, unless that customer is already someone else's customer, that becomes your opportunity to sell a car. And let's just think about this for a minute. If the customer is calling your dealership, they are calling your dealership to make a buy, to make a purchase, right? So that's the first step. The second step is because I have that phone set, I've got an established protocol standard for getting getting more access to customers than those other salesmen. How does that work? Well, the first thing is I get to work at 7.30 in the morning, which is usually about 45 minutes to an hour before most of the salesmen trickle in. And then, of course, I we work, let's see, we have five days a week. I have to work every Saturday. It's a 10-hour shift. It can be a 12-hour shift depending on when you get the when you get a, a deal through, right? I don't take my Friday off. Friday is my day off. And and it was suggested, well, Chris, you know you need to take the day off. Well, as I explained to my manager, if I'm at home, I'm not selling cars. And if I'm not selling cars, I'm not making money. If I'm not making money, I'm not achieving my goal, right? Again, guess what? How many of those other salesmen are working their day off? Which clearly illustrates what I've been saying, and that is you have to do what others aren't doing, and you have to take it to the 10th level. You have to do it more and consistently and go harder at it and be more committed to it than anyone around you. And guess what? You don't feel the discomfort. You feel the energy of seeing that prize and knowing that if you just work hard enough and you continue to hone and sharpen your skills and develop the strategies for not making mistakes, learning how to do it before you make mistakes that you become successful in anything you do and how you alleviate the discomfort that comes with success. There's one more aspect of developing the ability to endure that discomfort because discomfort is success. That means you're moving forward in directions you've never been before. And it's partly because of a lack of knowledge, right? So there are a few aspects you have to consider when you start talking about that. The number one aspect is it has to fit. All right. I have been working at this for so long and it's all based on the simple fact, just like the podcast, just like everything else I've done in my life. I love being on stage. I love being out in front of people. I love talking to people. I love getting the reactions from people and having conversations with people. So I'm having a conversation with one of the salesmen. He goes, oh, he goes, there's times when a customer walks on the lot and I just want to run because I just ate. I'm just not comfortable in that situation. You know, the truth is, if that's where you're at and you're trying to achieve something, you can overcome that, but it requires you to take steps towards that issue. Because let's face it, if you're a car salesman and you're not 
able to just walk up to that person, make friends with that person, create an automatic and a, and a connection with that person in a split second, you either have two choices. You can either change what you're trying to do in your life, change the direction of your trajectory, or you can develop the skills in order to overcome those hurdles. Put simply, if it does not fit, don't put it on. And if it doesn't fit and you want it to fit, you're going to have to find a way to make it fit. Either way, you're going to be uncomfortable doing it. The second step to this thing is that it's 100% in, right? You have to have an image in front of you that is so inspiring that even when it sucks, even when like last night I came home, we went out for a social thing and I got to tell you, I'm not the kind of guy who hangs out with people after work. And you know why? Because it doesn't make me money. It doesn't further my goals either professionally or personally. I'm working 60 hours a week going from being retired full-time, hanging out all day, doing whatever I want, to I have basically one day a week to spend with my wife. So I got myself caught up in this thing. I went to this social event, and it was uncomfortable. And guess what? It reminded me that that does not have to happen in my career. It has nothing to do with my bigger goal. My bigger goal is to be the best salesman I can be, to emulate the top salesman in that sales in that dealership, and not only that, but to exceed them. By keeping your eye on the prize and remembering why you're there, you're better able to evaluate what's going on around you, and more than that, you're better able to avoid mistakes. It's okay. Go get uncomfortable. And the final thing is own it. If you're not owning what you're doing, if you're not waking up every day charged up with ideas and constantly evaluating your performance, here's an example. So here I am. I have a deal. I'm talking to this man and his daughter and and nice couple. We have a connection where I'm showing them vehicles and I'm just, I am just doing everything I can because they're going to buy a vehicle. They are. There is no doubt. They're committed to this this purchase. And, and my question is, okay, why wouldn't they purchase from me? Well, guess what? The guy tells me we're not going to buy today. All right, say, so, okay, which is, uh, it's insurmountable. I mean, there are a couple things you can do, and maybe that's just an excuse or it could be just a simple fact. But he says, I'm not going to buy today. What do you do with that? Well, needless to say, we had a nice conversation. I showed them some cars. I invited them back. I did follow up with an email and a phone call. I sent them my business card. But in, in, in hindsight, with every one of those situations, I spend time looking at that entire situation and evaluating what I did right and what I did wrong. Why? Because... If I made a mistake in that deal, if I lost something in that deal and it wasn't because the customer wasn't willing to buy from me, it was because I failed to address the issue that was preventing them from purchasing, I need to change that. An an example of the 10x rule and how this is applied is, so I mentioned to the other salesman, I say, so when you have a sale and then you get done with that and you don't make the close on that sale, do you sit down and do you you evaluate what you did and you go over it? And most of the guys are saying, well, well, no, not really. Again, and that's, that's 10x thinking. I don't want to learn from my mistakes. My goal is for every 
contact. Every person that comes onto that dealership that I have contact with results in a sale. Is that realistic? Mm, Some people would say no, but if it's not the goal, it definitely will never be realistic. It's not going to be achievable unless you define it. So I guess the point in all this is if you want to go after it, you're going to have to be uncomfortable. If you want to change some aspect of your life, you're going to have to embrace the discomfort that comes with it. And more than that, you're going to have to maintain control of your emotions and your connection to that discomfort so you don't run from it and quit before you achieve your goals. I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm charged up about it. I'm excited about it. I love a challenge. I love climbing a mountain. And this is one of the biggest mountains I've ever climbed. But just like those 365 podcasts that I did in 365 days, I am going to walk right over the top of this thing. And it all comes down to allowing myself to be uncomfortable. If you're, if you're looking at your life and there's anything about your life you would love to change, if there's anything about your life you want more of or you want to achieve, the first thing you need to do is develop a strategy of accepting that success comes with discomfort. And discomfort is nothing more than a lack of skill, a lack of knowledge. And the only way you achieve that skill, the only way you achieve that knowledge is by continuing to push forward in spite of it, devising plans, examining what you're doing and where your failures are, learning from them, and more than that, enhancing your knowledge base so you don't make those mistakes in the first place. Every time you get a win, you will say to yourself, hell yeah, it was worth it. Hey, listen, I'm glad you tuned in. I appreciate everyone who continues to listen. I apologize for missing last week's podcast i am i am moving as fast as i can right now hopefully it won't happen again do me a favor be sure you share like um i'd love to hear from you if you want to shoot me an email you can get me at uh, gmail at at your best life defined at gmail.com also don't forget to check it out if you're an rver i've got the rv survival guy and then of course there's my book on amazon living and traveling in an rv the ultimate survival guide it's the best 20 bucks you will ever spend if you're thinking about rv life or already in it i guarantee you will learn something from that until next time hey listen make the best of it launch every decision you make from a platform of kindness i appreciate you tuning in my name is chris hawkes and this is your best life defined